Hello, welcome to the Kellen Roland Show, and I am Kellen Roland. Just putting the, I don't really need to put the lid on this. I was going to put the lid on my water, but uh, I decided not to. So my name is Kellen, and this is the Kellen Roland Show. Thank you for tuning in. I started this show in 2017, and now we are in 2019. And I'm going to get into a little bit of who am I, why do I have a podcast, why should you listen? What do you aim to achieve by listening to this podcast? What am I trying to do with the podcast? So as the very well-known and successful author and thought leader, Simon Sinek starts with, let's just start with why. Why am I doing this? You know, what do you do a podcast for? What's the reason? I've, uh, I'm 36 years old. I live in Los Angeles. I've lived in Los Angeles for 33 years of my life. And then for three years, I went to school in Wisconsin. I work in the fashion industry and I live in West Hollywood. So a little bit about me and why am I doing this? Like what, what's the reason? So I grew up in Thousand Oaks, California, which you probably are familiar with the name. There was a really bad incident there a few months ago. Um, and then I went to school in Agora, which there was the huge fires and everything that was going on there. So the two areas where I grew up with are probably top of mind to you. But prior to those incidents, you maybe have never even heard of Agora or Thousand Oaks. They're pretty typical middle class to upper middle class, predominantly Caucasian neighborhoods. I mean, you know, there was some ethnic diversity in our high school, but not a ton. Um, my ethnic background is my father is African-American and French, and my mom is Caucasian, um, Irish. So I'm of mixed descent, right? I am biracial. You know, my dad is black. My mom is white. From the visual, I look like a white guy. You might think I'm Jewish or Greek, Italian, Persian, but traditionally, I look like a white guy. You wouldn't necessarily walk up and say, oh, that guy is half black. But, you know, growing up with, you know, my father being African-American and all of my aunts and my uncles, and it definitely played a role into who I am and how I am and, you know, the culture that I identify with, you know, my sense of humor, my way of interacting. It comes from a lot of the black culture that I grew up with, even though I look like a white guy. So it plays into who I am today. And we grew up, you know, I would say, you know, I, we were kind of like lower, lower middle class, but at the same time, kind of like hood rich. And like, what does that mean? So I lived in government housing straight up, right? Where they literally calibrate your rent to what you make. Like, my parents did not make a lot of money. We lived in, you know, housing that was supported by the government, which generally, you know, it was, it was a nice place to grow up. The people were nice there, but it was a little bit of like a rough crowd. Like you can get beat up on the weekends. You're not getting like your face smashed in, but like you're definitely getting like punked by the older kids. And then you got to figure out, you know, when you get big enough, are you going to be the fighter? Are you going to be the peacemaker? 
But you know, that was the vibe, you know? So like my apartment complex was, you know, again, look, no one was getting their head smashed through the window, but like you definitely get roughed up on the weekends and that kind of played into who I am today as well. And you know, eventually you hit a certain age to where you're no longer the youngest kid. So you're not getting picked on, but that's a part of kind of like my origin story. But the reason I kind of say hood rich is because I had a lot of nice things, even though I was young and we didn't have a lot of money. So like my parents would be living check to check, like being overdrafted at the bank, but like I would get a new mountain bike. So, you know, they put me before their bills and, you know, it helped me fit in. You know, it helped me understand that, you know, hey, you got to, you know, I don't really know actually what it helped me understand, but it, it probably helped me fit in more in Agora where I grew up, you know, opposed to, you know, being the kid who was from the other side of town that was like noticeably a lot, you know, less economically stable. You know, my friends that I grew up with, they had houses with pools and I lived in a two bedroom apartment in, you know, Thousand Oaks. It was extremely small for a family to grow up in, but I was loved and my parents were there for me and I love my parents a lot, but that's a part of kind of who I am. And, you know, why do I have this, this podcast and what's the reason? Like, why are you listening to this and what am I trying to accomplish? So, you know, by now, and I'm just saying this for context and, and I think a year ago, I wouldn't be comfortable saying this, but you have to kind of give context if you want people to buy into your message or you want people to listen, right? As of today, I am very grateful and I work my fucking ass off and I've been working my ass off since I got out of college and by any stretch, like, you know, I think by normal standards, I'm doing quite well, you know, like I have, I own a home and I have the ability to have discretionary income. I can go on a vacation. I'm not stressed about playing my bills. I can invest in my future and I'm very grateful for that. But why am I bringing that up? It's to give you the context. Like I grew up living check to check. My family was constantly overdrafted. Like if I had extra money when I was closer to my junior and senior year from, you know, delivering pizzas, I would support and throw in on the rent sometimes. And I'm not telling you that because I want you to feel bad for me. I'm telling you that because this is an inspirational podcast. The point of this show is to inspire people to push through hard times, to believe that you can do more than what the immediate options are in front of you. Like when you go to a restaurant, you're presented a menu and on that menu, you might have 20 items. And if you live a certain way, your brain is only capable of thinking of those 20 items. However, there's many more items in life. So your current menu might lead down a specific path. Maybe you don't feel like you can become successful or you don't have a mentor or you are having hard times or you're in student debt or whatever the, the, the obstacle is in front of you. And the point of this is to inspire how do you break through that obstacle? How do you break through that barrier? How do you continue to push through the adversity? Because I can tell you right now, there's certain areas of my life where, yes, things are smooth. Like, 
economically things are smooth, but that doesn't mean my life isn't hard. It doesn't mean I don't have struggle every day and I don't have challenges. They're just different, right? And I think there's a really good, I'll give you the link to it, but Scott Galloway, one of my favorite people in the entire world, NYU Stern professor, author, just kind of thought leader. He is the algebra of happiness. And he just talks about how, you know, what makes you happy. And there's just a point where people make a very stupid statement when they say money can't buy you happiness. They're forgetting some major context here. There is a certain point which money stops producing happiness after you hit a certain economic threshold. But until you hit that economic threshold, whether it's $70,000 a year, $50,000 a year, $100,000 a year, I don't know the exact number as of today, but when you are below that fucking number, you bet your motherfucking ass that money will fucking buy you happiness. Like, I'll tell you straight up, when you are broke and you are living check to check, that is a major fucking reason to be unhappy. Now, that doesn't mean that that's a reason to give up. It's not a reason to stop fighting. It's not a reason to stop pursuing your dreams. But for the people that like to say money doesn't buy you happiness... They're saying that in the sense of once you've already hit a certain economic threshold, the return on happiness to money decreases. Like, oh, you make 150K a year, now you make 200K? Like, are you going to be, you know, that much more happy? No, you're not. So, again, why am I doing this podcast? And, you know, sometimes you do things because your friends suggest them or maybe you have a natural... Uh, you know, you have a natural ability to do something. You know, I've always been someone who's not afraid to stand up and talk. I'm not against giving a speech. I don't have a fear of public speaking. I like to give public speak speeches. I like to, you know, be the in the middle driving the conversation. I like to host things. You know, when I was a young kid, I was I hosted our pep rallies and, uh, you know, I MC my friends weddings. And I do these things because. I like to control the crowd. I like to be the the center of attention. I like to guide the moment. I like to guide the conversation. So, you know, it was like, hey, you know, hey, you should have a YouTube show. You should have a podcast. And, you know, those were great motivations. And I'm happy that I'm doing this. And, you know, I spent, you know, all of last year just figuring out, you know, a lot about me as a human being. Like, what is going to make what am I trying to achieve in this world? Like, what am I doing out here? You know, I spent 2018 reading as many books as I can get my hands on. I think I read like, I would say I started and read at least half of almost maybe 30 books last year. I do them on tape. So it's really, it's convenient, you know, boom, you just download the audio, open it up, Listen to it while you're getting ready. Listen to it at night. Listen to it in the car. You'd be surprised. You can get through a book in about a week. So, you know, I, I spent a lot of time learning and learning about, you know, what is out there in the world, whether they're professional strategies, personal strategies, or just fiction. And it was a really, it was a really fruitful year, you know, as far as that. It wasn't the easiest year I've ever had, but it was a good year. And in that year, I developed this podcast and really crushed it and like went out there and was doing episodes every week. And it was a really good experience. And I was able to make some connections with some really cool people. And, you know, so people are 
they're getting something from the podcast. And, you know, it was really like I was doing it every week towards the end of last year. And then the the shootings happened in Thousand Oaks and the fires in Agora. And it's just kind of like I just completely lost the drive to do it. I didn't know what to talk about. I didn't know what to say. I did an episode on it, like talking about the shootings. I mean, I can't, I probably wouldn't even want to listen to it right now. It'd just make me cry and make me sad. But after that happened, and then we kind of got into the holidays, and I really wanted to take the holiday season off of, you know, the podcast, off of work, and really just hang out with my friends and my family and just think about, what am I trying to do in this world? And like, what is the point of this podcast? Like what's going to keep me motivated? You know, how I could do better at my job. Um, I think I'll do a little segue here and, you know, so what do I do in my day to day? And, you know, what am I working on my 10,000 hours, you know, shout out Malcolm Gladwell, you know, what am I trying to become an expert at? And, you know, I've been doing, I've been in the clothing and sales industry for almost 13 years at this point. And I've had the tremendous opportunity to work with some of the best brands in the world. Uh, when I was a young uh, little gromlet in this industry, you know, working with brands like Fresh Jive and 10 Deep and Imaginary Foundation and Primitive and, you know, many, many more that, you know, I really got to cut my teeth on and, you know, working with retailers like, you know, Zoomies and Nordstrom and Urban Outfitters, you know, they really allowed me to, you know, develop a professional skill. And I worked with so many great people along the way, and I still work with so many great people. And, you know, to this day, I've had the fortune of, you know, starting a few companies that were successful. I've also started a few companies that were utter fucking failures. And if anybody tells you that everything they do works, they're full of shit. If they're not, let me know who they are. Hey, maybe there's an investment opportunity. However, I've done some things that have been great. I've done some things that have been absolute failures. And, uh, you know, about, I think in 2014, you know, I, or 2011, I think it was, we had a company uh, called the Agenda Showroom. We changed the name of it to the network agency. And, you know, that became my baby. That was my every day. That was my life. And we grew an agency and, had, you know, I think at some point, maybe eight different brands and I think over 22 or maybe 30 different reps throughout the country. And we're really driving sales and brand building for the best brands in the industry. It was an incredible journey. And on that journey, I started working with a brand out of Canada called Herschel Supply Company and really became embedded into their brand and their way of life. And I think they've, uh, they played a huge role in my professional career. You know, I've got to know the owners extremely well and everybody at the brand. And, you know, they became the network's biggest client. And I think we were, you know, their biggest territory. And, you know, so in 2014, was it 2014? No, no, I'm sorry. 2016, we, uh, we partnered up with uh, Herschel. And at that point, we dissolved the agency. So the network agency doesn't exist anymore. And I now work at Herschel and I'm a VP of sales for the US. And it's been a great journey. And I'm like, you know, really challenged every day. And we're doing some incredible things at Herschel, whether it's bringing innovative product to market, storytelling, and just, you know, overall brand building. Like, I truly believe this. I think 
if it's not already happening now, like what Herschel has done as a brand will be something that college kids study. You know, Jamie and Lyndon are, you know, true geniuses and everyone at the brand and the teams that we get to work on are incredibly intelligent and, you know, just future focused and, you know, always investing ahead of the opportunity. And, you know, I love my job at Herschel. It's so much fun. And, I get to work with incredible product and people every day and, you know, go out there and sell it and work with an incredible sales team and planning team and operations team and marketing team to go out there and just really do cool stuff and work with the best retailers in the world. So that's fucking awesome. Um, and then kind of like a cool little story about like, you know, how do your friends and your family like play a role in your whole life? You know, my, my best friend, Aaron Levant, and I have a couple other best friends too. I mean, I think there's probably four or five people in my life that are just like, they're fucking like right there with every little moment. And, but you know, Aaron has played a huge role in my professional career. And, you know, I worked with him at agenda, a trade show that he had started with his cousin and I was their first hire. And, you know, he eventually exited agenda and he then started a new venture and, uh, we weren't using the name network at the time. And, you know, we were able to, you know, now have the network be reborn under, you know, Aaron's vision of, you know, this millennial home shopping network that is extremely successful in its first few months of being launched. So if you see the word network now, it's no longer an agency. It is now this new age content company that's going out and bringing limited product to the mass, you know, consumer market in a really innovative and, you know, future focused way. So it's pretty awesome that, uh, you know, to see the name of, you know, the company that I originally founded with Aaron, then to see that company, you know, go away and then re come back as something new that's innovative and fresh is exciting. So that's cool. Um, so, you know, that's a little bit of my professional career and I think it's important, right? Like if I'm going to give you life advice or if I'm going to give you tips on what's working for me, you should know that I've been able to accomplish some successful points in my life, right? Like I would have a hard time taking advice from someone who had never done anything that worked well. And the beautiful thing is, is that I've never done anything that's worked well on my own. It's always been with the people around me. So, you know, whether I use the word I or we or however it comes out, let's just put this on record right now. All of the success that I've ever been a part of has been because of the people around me, the people that support and the people that help drive forward. And, you know, let's say that could be really the first piece of, you know, what are we going to do in 2019? Like, what's the advice? Like, what's the mode for this year? Only surround yourself with A players. Like, find the best people, bring those people in, surround yourself with positivity, surround yourself with people that want to grind, that they want to work hard, they want to go out there and they want to achieve. They're not going to be complacent. They don't want to sit back and just, you know, be on cruise control Surround yourself with people that want to get out there and go after it. And, you know, always try to, you don't ever want to be the smartest person in the room. You know, like that's not the goal. You know, you always want to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you that are going to go out there and really kick butt. So that's really fun, you know, and that's something that I'm really proud of. And, you know, the reason, you know, to kind of like go back to this, 
why am I doing this podcast? It's super fucking simple. When I was a fucking kid, I was a young kid whose parents were not classically successful at there was points in my life where my mom worked at 7-Eleven and my dad worked at Costco. And I'm fucking proud of them because they did that to put food on our table. They never were ashamed. They never showed any type of negativity towards their jobs. They did the jobs they had to do to put money on the table. We had a loving household and they always told me I could do anything I put my mind to. You know, and that's like something that I'm forever grateful for. And because of that positivity at home and because of the people that I grew up with, they were also giving me inspiration, whether it was extended family or my friend's parents, they were always motivating me to go out there and do better. And then you have to recognize opportunity when it comes. So like, why am I doing this? Because I shouldn't fucking be here. I should not be sitting in this condo in West Hollywood telling you my life story on this microphone because frankly, I should just be, you know, living check to check in some sort of government housing, like not healthy, maybe on drugs, you know, maybe even not even alive. Like that was generally the statistical odds for me. If somebody just took names away and said, Hey, biracial kid, parents had drug issues lived in low-income housing, what is that person going to be like at age 36? The odds are not successfully working for a globally recognized brand, healthy, meditates every day, delivering a message of positivity. No, that wouldn't have been the answer. The answer would have been a not-so-fun story. But the reason is that I always tried to believe and I had good people around me. And my obstacles were my obstacles. Your obstacles are your obstacles. But I am living proof that you can achieve much more than your immediate circumstances might be yielding. And that we are not confined to, hey, this is your track of life and this is the only life you can live. There's a life that is much bigger and much greater. And it doesn't have to do with just economics. It's not just about making money. It's about delivering an impact. So whatever that success is for you or whatever that dream is, whatever that way that you want to touch the world, like go out there and do it. Do it on the side. Call someone up. Try to find a mentor. Because I mean, it's fun. Like that's the, that's what keeps me, you know, getting out of bed to go out there and kind of deliver change and drive some impact. So, you know, hey, here, what's the other reason that I'm doing the show? And, you know, it's taken, I think, 23 minutes to get here is, hey, I love coffee. I love the Lakers. Like, I love to talk about life. You know, there's so much fun and light things that are out there that I think are fun to talk about as well. Like, I'm going to give you coffee recommendations. I'm going to tell you how much I love the Lakers. I'm going to tell you what's going on in my daily life. I'm going to talk about what's happening with my specific style for this week or this month. I mean, shit, last year I wore white for six months in a row. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but looking back at it, like, what the fuck? Am I a fucking psychopath? Like, who wears white every day? But I did it, you know? So, 
let's go on a journey. And I also am doing this to engage and to meet people and to tell my story. And and at the end of the day, look, it's kind of like this, like everything I say is not going to land. It's not going to make sense. It's not going to be what you're interested in. But if every now and then there's a little nugget, there's a little piece that allows you to maybe think differently or shakes things up, that's the fucking gold, right? That's the gold. Because we are, our brains work in a way that we create habits, we create predetermined ways of thinking, we create default modes, and these modes and these ways of thinking can trap you. They can trap you in negative self-talk. They can trap you in a defeatist mindset. They can trap you in a, a victim mindset. And every now and then, you can literally just shake it up. You just shake it up and you see the world from a slightly different perspective and all of a sudden, things look differently. So whatever you're seeing right now, the world, your life, your room, your job, your relationship, your best friends, it may not be exactly what you think. And that's a good thing. Maybe not everyone's out to get you. Maybe you're not always getting the short end of the stick. Or maybe you're not as good as you think you are. Because it goes both ways. But allow yourself the opportunity to see things from a different angle. That's what we're trying to do here. See things from a different angle. And then just go after it. Because, you know, you have so many places where you can get content, you can get advice, you can, you know, look, the self-help or motivation industry is literally, it's too fucking big. I mean, I'll do an episode on that later, but why should you listen to me? I think that my journey is a lot more relatable. Like for instance, I wasn't an entrepreneur at age six. I wasn't doing all these things when I was 12 and 15 that would make you think like, oh, this guy's going to be super successful. Like I didn't have a business at my middle school reselling comic books. Like, and sometimes you think, oh, well, if I wasn't doing all these little tips and tricks as a young kid, well, then maybe I'm not destined for greatness in my 20s or my 30s or my 40s or my 50s. But you are, you can be, because every day is an opportunity to really go after it and do it differently. And that's the fun thing in life. You can start fresh every day, because we only really have one thing in this whole world, and that's now. There really isn't a past, and there really isn't a future. All we can really do is live in this moment today, in this moment right now. You can either think happy thoughts or you can think fucked up thoughts. It's on you. And that's the other thing about life and as you get a little older and maybe why your 30s and your 40s are easier than your 20s is you start to realize that you hold the outcome you have a lot more control over the outcome than I think we realize or that I realized as a young man. I understand now that the outcome of my life is 100% 
my responsibility and I'm accountable for what my life looks like. And that accountability is something that at first is scary, but then it's inspiring and it becomes liberating because you're no longer trapped. I'm no longer trapped in the outcome of what others think. I create my outcome. I create the future. I create how I'm going to feel in this moment. I create what it looks like. And that's a beautiful thing. And you can create that too. So this has been fun. I mean, this is the first show of 2019. It almost feels like the first show of the pod. I did do 28 other episodes. Uh, This one feels, it feels fun. It's nice to define why, what are we doing here? Why should you even listen to this? Um, I can't wait to do more episodes. I can't wait to engage more and really just continuously try to connect with as many people as possible and share this vibe that we can go out there and do it. And, you know, I think the the way that I will end this is 2018 for me was all about learning. You know, like I said, I think I read 30 books or I started 30 books at least. Um, you know, this, this year is going to be less learning and more doing. And it's not that I don't want to have a growth mindset and it's not about not ever, you know, forever being a student. It's just, it's easy for me to get caught up in what's the newest strategy? What's the latest way to go about things? What's the new buzz term? You know, that stuff's super important, but as a human, we and I have to live. We have to put this stuff into practice. I got to go out there and live it and be it and create my point of view. And 2019 is all about just like all about me learning and communicating. What is my point of view? I don't want to just regurgitate what the latest book said or what the latest tweet said, or, you know, what the latest strategy is that everyone is talking about. 2019 for me is all about defining Kellen Rowland and what is my point of view. And I look forward to doing that with you. So thank you for tuning in. This is the Kellen Rowland Show. I'm Kellen Rowland. Hit me up on social media, at Kellen Rowland for Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'm on Facebook. The podcast is on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else there's podcasts. If you can, rate, review, subscribe, shout out, you know, share it on your social media. You know, Hit me up with any questions or any ideas. Thank you again for listening. I really, you know, you have so many ways that you could spend your time. The fact that you're giving your time to me and you're doing this with me, I am extremely grateful and I'm humbled that you would give me your time and I hope that I continue to deliver value to you. So thank you so much and I will be back with another episode shortly. Until then, enjoy. And have a wonderful day, evening, night, wherever you're listening to this. Go out there and kick some major ass. Re, uh, realign those ways that you're thinking and find a new perspective. I'm out.